Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we come before you today. We thank you that you are our resurrected Lord. You are risen from the dead. And Lord, your resurrection victory is given to us. Heavenly Father, I pray that the reality of your resurrection would now fill our hearts and begin to transform us once again into the people that you desire us to be. We thank you that there is no reason for us to fear. There is no need for us to fear your judgment. There is no need for us to fear anything in this world because you are the victorious, you are the risen, and you are the Savior that is coming again. And we thank you for this, Lord Jesus. So I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would fill me now with your spirit to share your word, and I pray that each and every one of us would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. Give us humble hearts, Heavenly Father, to receive your word today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A passage from Revelation was read today. It is the reminder that your Savior is risen. He is risen indeed. Not only is he risen, but because he is risen, you are risen indeed. This is the good news of the gospel. Christ is alive. Christ has come to you, and Christ has made you alive. But why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Jesus says to us gathered here at Maple Park Church, he says, fear not, fear not. Then he goes on to say, I am the first and the last and the living one. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He had no beginning. And he has no end. He is the king. He is the ruler. Then he said this, I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of hell. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Who is your savior? Church, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You have Jesus, the risen one. There's no need for you to fear death, to fear hell, to fear the devil, or to fear anything in this world. You have Jesus, the resurrected Savior. Jesus is your victory over the powers of evil. Now it's true, we do live in a world that causes fear and internal turmoil. You experience it, I experience it. This is a struggle that I have daily. I've been told I have an anxiety disorder. Um, yeah, fear, fear is a very real thing for me. King David understood this better than we do. Yet David trusted in the Lord. In the middle of fearful circumstances, David penned these words in Psalm 4. He said, in peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. 
Will you rest in peace? Will you lay your head down on your pillow at night with the calm assurance of who your Savior is, that he is the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, that he holds the keys of death and of hell and of the devil and of this world, that he holds the keys to everything? Jesus is better than your favorite superhero. Jesus is better than Superman. 1938, who remembers 1938? You don't have to raise your hand. 1938 gave rise to what they call the golden age of comic books. How many of you remember, you can raise your hand on this one, how many of you remember walking to the store and going into town or going into town to buy your favorite comic book? Any of you ever do that? We love comic books. A popular one since 1930s has been Superman. Superman always saved the day, right? On one page, everyone was doomed, but on the next page, he defeated the villain and he won the victory. On one page, Superman was debilitated by kryptonite, but on the next page, he was victorious. We love to read about these adventures. Right now there's a popular movie, I think it's making billions of dollars at the box office, the Avengers movie. Jesus Christ did more than any of these superheroes put together. Jesus defeated humanity's greatest villains. He won the victory over all these things. Death and hell. Satan, the world. And he's still fighting for you today. He's fighting for you today. Those saved from villains have a story to tell. They have something to share. Now that the victory is won and the victory is given to you, you are called to go into our community as a visible expression of the risen Christ. To go into our community is a visible expression of the risen Christ. A visible expression of your salvation through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. You're called to bring the message of the victory of Jesus, won by the cross and the resurrection to a community living under the tyranny of humanity's greatest villains. Have you ever thought of yourself as a person joining with Jesus? Joining with the greatest superhero that the world has ever known? To engage in a mission against humanity's greatest villains? Have you ever thought about it that way? That's really what the mission of the church is about. Did you know that the Holy Spirit has filled you? You have the Holy Spirit. You are filled with supernatural power to be witnesses to the reality of the resurrection. Who's your favorite superhero? What's your favorite story of your favorite superhero? Think about it. You have greater power than any of these superheroes that we read about in comic books because you have the very power of Christ's resurrection dwelling within you. That is who you are. 
So today we're going to be reading from Matthew, or not Matthew, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 5, verses 12 through 32. And as we read through Acts chapter 5, verses 12 through 32, I want you to listen to the early church on mission. And I want you to understand a number of things, four things specifically. The mission has not changed. The mission has not changed. The mission is to go. The means of the mission has not changed. What is the means through which we accomplish this mission? The means of the mission is witnessing or sharing or proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. That has not changed. So the mission has not changed, the means of the mission has not changed, and the power to accomplish the mission has not changed. The power comes not from us, but from his Holy Spirit who dwells within us. And fear, fear is overcome by a greater power. Fear is overcome by a greater power. Acts chapter uh, 5, verses 12 through 32. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in uh, Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them. But the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is the party of the Sadducees, And filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. For most of us, this would incite fear. Fear within our hearts. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Here's the mission. Go. Go and stand in the temple and do what? Speak. To the people, all the words of this life. Go, stand, speak the words of life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, we found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, look, The men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain and the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. Notice how fear uh, switches now. No longer are the apostles afraid, but now the authorities are afraid. 
And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, listen to this, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He is your risen Savior. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He was dead, but he's alive, and he holds all authority. This, my friends, is the church going as a visible expression of the risen Christ. This is fear defeated by a greater power. This is liberation. People liberated from fear. And when liberated from fear, going as powerful witnesses to the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Acts, we see the believers, as we read through Acts, gathered around the teaching of God's word. They were a people gathered around the teaching of the truth of God and of Christ and all that he's accomplished. And as they gathered around the teaching of God's word, the Holy Spirit began to do a work in them. He began to transform them. So in Acts, we see a a church gathered, a church transformed. And as a result of this transformation, we see them going. We see them going into their community as a visible expression of the risen Christ. They were a visible expression of Christ's resurrection power at work in them, in their deeds, and in their words. So this reality of resurrection just spread like wildfire through the ministry of the apostles. Remember, remember, the mission has not changed. The means of the mission has not changed, and that is to share, to witness, and to proclaim. The power to accomplish the mission has not changed. It is not our power. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. And fear, fear is vanquished by a greater power. Our vision, what we see Maple Park doing, what we see our church becoming, What we we see our church becoming more more and more strengthened in is no different than what we see played out in the book of Acts. It's our vision that we would be a congregation gathered around his word, transformed by Christ and going as a visible expression of the resurrection into our world. That's what we see. So as we do this, as we... Go with Jesus and the power of the Spirit. I believe that we will see the same things happen through the ministry of our church. 
Noticed, I, I just wrote down four things here, what I noticed from this passage from Acts chapter 5. Many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. Believers were added to the Lord. That means that people came into a right relationship with Jesus. They met Jesus, their sins were forgiven, and their lives were changed. The sick and the demon-possessed were healed. Does God still heal and deliver today? He does. He does. And then number four, what I see is opposition. Opposition. Yet the gospel spreads through fearless proclamation. They're not bound by fear. They know who their, their God is. They know, they know who Christ is. So the book of Acts tells the history of the church filled with the spirit and going as a visible expression of the risen Christ to reach a lost world in need of God. It is the power of the resurrected Christ at work. Since the risen Christ works through believers in such powerful ways, since this is a reality, Jesus' resurrection is a reality, why are you afraid? Why am I afraid? Why am I still held in bondage to fear? Jesus says this to you and to me, fear not, I am the first and the last, the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and hell. And of everything else, this world causes fear and turmoil. But you have arisen Jesus. He's with you always. He promises to never leave you nor to forsake you. He has filled you with his Holy Spirit. And he has called you to go. To go as a visible expression of his resurrection. Who do you know in your life that needs this resurrection power? A friend, a family member? A co-worker? Who do you know? Begin praying for them. Pray for them that they would come to know this Jesus who died and who was raised to life. Many are held in slavery to fear. But you, my friends, have been released by the power of the resurrection. Fear not. Go in his strength and serve him. That's what we're called to. We're called to go in his strength. We're called to serve him. Released from fear, liberated by his power. Would you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you and we praise you for the reality of your resurrection. Last week we celebrated your resurrection. This week, the lectionary readings which have been selected have brought us to the expression of your resurrection through the, through the early church. So Heavenly Father, 
I ask that the power of the resurrection, this power that comes from your Holy Spirit would be made a reality in our hearts and minds today. That you would set our hearts and our minds at peace. Knowing that you died to take away our sins. That you rose victorious. That you sent your Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, we have all that we need right now through you. So fill us with this reality today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's children say, amen, amen. I invite you today to stand as we sing the hymn, Alleluia, sing to Jesus. Jesus.